By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. Hold on a minute. The voice is going already. Wow. Hold on a minute. Okay, a little bit better there. This is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together, we get together every Monday morning, uh, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning, I should say, and we make BS. That's what we do. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. Welcome to something you haven't seen in a while. Rain. Man, uh, lots of rain. Started last night. Going to continue uh, through the day, depending on where you're at. Uh, man, it has been dry. You drive around. This is the time of the year when normally... You know, everybody's lawn looks great, you know, because the heat's sort of down and the grass is grown and everybody's lawn now looks like middle of July. And you drive along the interstates and looks like there's been brush fires everywhere because, in fact, everything's dead. And the Missouri River's low and the Mississippi River's low and the Merrimack River's low and everything's low. Well, maybe we'll uh, make up for that today. Just have to wait and see. It is uh, 613 Yes, 6.13. And Shelly will be along shortly, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, uh, she was calling me and she had, about, he had a hole in her roof and she was trying to climb up on the roof and with a hammer and a nail gun and other stuff, trying to you know fix that in her place. So maybe she'll get that done in a couple of minutes. The official forecast, we'll have that coming up from Jennifer Vochinsky. Uh, let me see if I can take a look at the radar real quick. I haven't looked at that yet. Let's see where we're at as far as where the storm's at, what's doing right now, current conditions. Uh, here we are. Da, 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 da. Come on, go, go, go. Load up, load up. Uh, my computer's slow this morning. Yeah, come on. Trying to get the radar, and I'm seeing nothing. I'm seeing like there's nothing out there. And I know that's not the case because it's it's been raining for most people. No, most of the night, you know how that goes. Well, anyway, it looks like my radar is not going to work. So we'll look at that a little bit later. Uh, stuff to talk about today. Uh, brush fire in 44 yesterday. The Obviously, the big, the big unfortunate situation was a horrendous school shooting down in South City, which used to be the old Southwest High School, if I'm not mistaken. Now one of the, um, I don't know if they call it the magnet schools anymore now, but it's the Visual Performing Arts High School. And a little bit different than Uvalde. You know, you can say all you want about the police, but I'm telling you, they charged in. If, as a matter of fact, I heard the uh, acting police chief. I'm telling you, after listening to this guy handle the press conference yesterday, he shouldn't be the acting police chief. He should be the police chief. I talked about how they got the call at, uh, I mean, he went through the whole nine, timeline. They got the call. The original call came in at like, I think it was like 9-11 in yesterday morning. And the police were there at like four minutes later. And within like five minutes, they engaged the shooter, shot him dead. And he actually said in the press conference, if you watch that, he said they didn't. the police didn't hang out on the sidewalk. They didn't talk to each other. They just went into the building to find this guy. And that is like a direct shot at what happened in Uvalde, which, you know, now you look back at that, it's like, okay, that was unbelievable. Why didn't those guys go in? What in the world happened? Why did that, you know, come down the way it did or didn't, whatever the case may be? Uh, it just turned into a terrible situation. All those young kids killed. Obviously, yesterday was a high school in South City. Uh, and fortunately, I mean, you, you know, you say uh, loss of life. He had, uh, they said in the press conference, he had... 12 30-round magazines, which means he had over 300 rounds of ammunition. 19-year-old kid graduated from this high school last year. Here's what I don't understand. If you're into guns, this stuff ain't cheap, especially what they call 223 ammo. It's not cheap. 
The magazines are not cheap. The guns are not cheap. How do these kids get this money to buy this stuff? Maybe it's stolen. I don't know. I have no idea. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, you go to the gun store and or, or like back in the day you used to be able to go to Walmart and buy ammo. I don't think – I wonder if – I don't think Walmart's selling ammo anymore. Maybe they are. I don't know. I know they don't sell. Back in the day, you used to be able to buy handguns at Walmart. You used to be able, used to be able to buy almost any kind of a gun at Walmart. Now it's pretty much like dedicated hunting rifles and stuff like that. I don't know if they've... Some of the places have stopped selling what they call handgun ammunition, you know, which with rimless cartridges, 9mm, you know, uh, you know, uh, 380 auto, stuff like that. Most of the places are just selling like shotgun shells and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, hats off to the police, hats off to the EMS people, hats off to everybody. You did, did a great job. Unfortunately, I talk about this all the time. It makes St. Louis look bad. And once again, I hear you people out there in Washmoan, Wentzville and Arnold saying, well, we don't live in St. Louis. Well, unfortunately, you live there by sort of guilt by association. And when people think of the St. Louis area, even if you live in, in St. Peter's or New Melly or, or New Haven or Union or Arnold or places like that, when people think of the St. Louis area, they think of you. They don't think of you as a resident of Franklin County or Warren County or St. Charles County or, 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 or Jefferson County. They think of the St. Louis metro. And as far as that's concerned, you are part of it. And it just does not do the entire region any good. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse, all the neg- negative publicity. I'm sitting right here looking at another one of these these data journalistic pieces that, you know, how Missouri is like one of the worst states in the country on all these different things. I'm going, okay, here we go. Enough. <laughs> Enough. And the crazy thing about it is, for those of us, those of us that live here, we know where the bad areas are. We know to stay out of like you know certain spots like like you never want to be in Washington after midnight you know what I mean just kidding Washington people <laughs> you know what I'm saying the kind of stuff that goes on in North City doesn't usually go on in St Charles or Franklin or Warren or or, or you know or Jefferson County just doesn't and even to a certain extent even on the east side you got some rough areas of of St Clair County which is right across the river from downtown St Louis you know East St Louis but you've got some beautiful areas of of St Clair County you've got all around Scott Air Force Base Swansea and and O'Fallon and Fairview Heights and obviously in St in in Madison County you've got Edwardsville which turned out, I call it the Ladue of the East Side if you haven't been to Edwardsville I went to school there for my undergraduate degree and uh, Edwardsville used to be you know cute little quaint little little blue collar kind of town you know a lot of old houses there you know very nice little area it's like you know like yuppieville now you know everybody's living in a million dollar house you know they're driving ferraris you know all sorts of crazy stuff i mean and why is that because of all the money from the madison county courthouse but that's a whole another story well i don't know what happened to shelly uh maybe she went back to sleep i don't know i'll tell you what let's have some fun let's call her hold it little do i know there she is Were you waiting for me to call you out? Yes. Well, you were talking about something that was pretty serious, and I didn't want to interrupt that. Well, I mean, and, how, um, how do you feel about how you? I should have. I just pressed the button when you said, "Let's have some fun," and I'm like, "Crap!" Oh. So I couldn't turn it off in time. So you didn't want me to call you on the phone? I didn't know you were going to do that until I. I mean, literally, you said that, and I had already pressed the button. Like. Within seconds. Shelly, would you say at times I'm unpredictable? 
on, answer me. Would you say at times I'm unpredictable? Oh, yeah. Really? What's that? It's you calling me. What? Hi. Hi. Now I have you in stereo. You, <laughs> you do. do. Isn't it fun? <laughs> Having Shelly Bar in stereo. Wow. wow. <laughs> Listen to that. On the phone and on the radio at the same time. Okay, I'll hang on the phone. Gmo, look, I'm on the radio. <laughs> I'll be back to pick you up later, good looking. <laughs> okay, for a moment's seriousness, when you found out about the school shooting in South City yesterday, what did you think? I thought that was really tragic. Well. <sighs> I mean, that's that's what I thought. I thought, I, you know, I just don't get it. Well. Neither do I. And it turns out this guy's a graduate of the high school. He was there last year. You know, I mean, there are reports that he was hunting down certain teachers. One of the teachers, I remember uh, listening to an interview with him yesterday. He said the he confronted this guy, you know, face to face. He didn't say how far he was away, but, you know, they caught each other's eyes. And he pulled up the gun to fire at him, and he didn't. And I'm going like, okay, what's that all about? You know, I mean, I just, I see on so many levels, I don't understand this. I just don't get it. Now, to a certain extent, I think a lot of these guys, it's just suicide by cop. You know, I mean, I think a lot of these guys just know they're not getting out of there alive. And well, you think, well, but, but unfortunately too many of them have, you know, there's a trial of the guy going on right now. There's the, the nut bag here? down. Oh yeah. No, not here in St. Louis, but there's the trial. Well, that, uh, here is different than there. Yeah. But, but see, the interesting thing is, you know, once again, well, there's a story I want to talk about next hour about this lady in Seattle. Who's like, I don't understand what's going on with some of these politicians. That you has know. a prayer for us. Well, Seattle. No, no, yeah. Seattle has a prayer for us. Okay. When you dial 911, in this case, they had multiple 911 calls come in, okay? If you listen to the timeline, the police chief gave the timeline yesterday, the police were in the building within like three or four minutes of the original call, okay? And he said the police were as the, once again, this is the definition of, to me, of heroes. When people are running out of a burning building, or in this case where people are running out of a building when there's an active shooter in there, the police are running in, okay? Those dudes are selfless, okay? To me, they're heroes, okay? Because of the fact that they don't know when they turn that corner if there's a guy that's going to just blow them out of their shoes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they don't know that. I do. I agree. They know that they that could very well be their last day on the police force, their last day on planet Earth. But I yet, don't think that they think that. Well, I but but I don't think that that's even in their their thought. I, if it was, it has. They to, would pause. And ha- they don't have no, the luxury of pausing. It has to be. But see, what's so different about this? And I keep calling, you don't want to go back to the Uvalde thing. I mean, those guys. You know, they stood outside. What are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, and ma- we can second guess them all we want, but right now we've got this issue at hand. Well, the guys did a great job. Now the, they did. The interesting thing about it is. Is the press conference they're up there with 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 uh, uh, what's her name Kim Gardner and the mayor and the whole bit? These are all people that hate the police. I know that. I mean, how in the world can you can you can you you know still say we don't like the police? And there's this article I read the other day which scared the daylights out of me that how oh. the police force is down to like the city of St. Louis is down to 800 officers. Okay, 800 officers. And they said there's a whole group of officers who are coming up on their 20-year 
uh, you know, their 20th year, okay? And I I think they said there's like 300 of them that are all like within a couple years of being in their 20 years. In other words, there's like a group. And and in other words, this is when the academy used to turn out a bunch of cops. You know, I mean, they they, they had huge classes, huge classes, and, and they had tremendous number of people going to the academy. And now the academy is like, you know, graduating classes, like 11 people. I mean, let's say... 200 of these guys retire. That knocks the police force down to 600 people. Now, I know people who well, 600, that's still a lot of cops. Start doing the math. Start yeah, doing it's, the It's really not. <laughs> start doing the math that you figure that there's 365 days in the year and if they're working 8-hour shifts, that means there's, you know, if if you start I'm not smart enough to do the math, but when you really start, you know, crunching You're the numbers. You're smarter than the average 5th grader? Well, the, you know, here, hold on a minute. I mean, if you if you divide let me find my little stupid calculator on my phone. If you uh-huh. do, if you start doing the math uh-huh. on the thing, okay, let's say that's that's let's say there's right now there's 800 police officers. Okay, you divide that by three shifts. Okay, that means there's 266 police officers for each shift. In other words, if they work seven days a week, they would work. You know, 266 officers would be on each shift. Okay, but that's not the case because of the fact they don't work seven days a week. So you knock that down even further. Let's knock that down by, let's let's knock 100 off of that. So there's 166 officers on, on each shift, okay? They have vacation time. They have things like that. Uh, it gets to the point where on certain shifts, there's probably only, you know, maybe in the entire city, 20 officers on duty in the entire city. I told the story about, about years ago, you know, once again, remember, I don't know if I told you this, I used to be a police dispatcher. Troop C, which is the Missouri Highway Patrol on this side of the river that covers St. Louis County. St. It's Louis, at 94 and uh, right, that's, 40. That's their headquarters, but they cover a yeah. huge area. They cover like Lincoln County, Franklin County, Warren County, St. Charles County, Jefferson County, St. Louis County, uh, and I think even some counties outside of those counties. There were times when I used to work back in the day, there were only two highway patrolmen on, the, on, on duty for the entire Troop C. Two guys. So if one guy's like, let's say he's up north, he's in, he's like in Winfield, and he's like on on seventy nine at forty seven, and the other guy's way down south. Let's say he's down in in Jefferson County. He's on he's down in Hillsboro or something like that. And an accident, big bad accident happens on on forty four in Eureka or like westbound seventy going into Warren County. It may take them half an hour, forty five minutes to get there. You know, I mean, is that the kind of response of time you want? I mean, some of these people that live out in the boonies, you know, some of these counties at night, like in Warren County, I think there's, in, like in Warren County at night, I think there's only like two officers on duty in all of Warren County at night, night shift. Warren County's a big county, you know, goes from, from Mississippi River, you know, just north of, of you know, on the other, excuse me, the Missouri River, just on the other side of the, hold on a minute, on the other side of the river from Washmo, goes all the way, you know, well north of 70. Um, you know, goes way out west, goes, uh, you know, uh, almost uh, to what, Montgomery City? Not quite. I mean, big county. You know, it takes, you know, if we go one end of county to the other, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. And that's flying with the lights and siren on. That's doing, that's doing Shelly driving. That's doing 100 mile an hour. Please. <laughs> Say something about my driving again, um, Mr. 40. Shelly, I will say... Shelly went to the Bob Bonderet School of High Performance Driving. That's how she can drive so fast. I did have to go to driving school did because you really? I failed um, driving class in school. You went. Your parents took you to driving school? No, they had the people come and pick me up. Oh, no kidding. 
Uh-huh. You know, you know who I'm trying to get a hold of who won't return my calls? I don't know why this guy's afraid of me. Do you want it in alphabetical order or order of importance? <laughs> Johnny Rowland. You don't know who Johnny Rowland is. Anybody from I Kansas don't. anybody from Kansas City knows who Johnny Rowland is. Johnny Rowland is like the Alan Barklage of Kansas City. Johnny Rowland has done Johnny's like in his seventies now, and he's still flying. And I think he's still flying for KBC TV. Um, and I will tell you an interesting story. Someone turned me on to this, and I went to myself, oh, my God, is this guy the smartest guy in the world? I tried to call him about a business he's involved with. He will not call me back. I've called. I have a number for him. I've called his one office. I've left messages. I've actually texted with a couple of his people. He won't call me back. And I'm going like, I don't understand. I don't get it. You know? I mean, I'm giving him free advertising. And when I tell you the the, the funny to me, it's funny what he's doing. It's funny, but it's not funny. I, it, I get what he's up to, that he's he started his own school. And if I told you what school he's doing, you wouldn't believe me. What school is he doing? I, I'd want to get it. You know, I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to try. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try a couple times today, a couple times tomorrow, try to get him on the air. And uh, if I can't get him on the air by Are Friday. Are you sure it's the right phone number? Yes. Well, I, here, let me put it to you this way. The number I'm texting to, this is one of his employees, and they told me, they saw him, The uh, you know, and they, they texted me. They says, yeah, I saw Johnny yesterday. I gave him your number. He says he's going to call you. Never heard from him. So I know, and I the phone number I have for him is, is one of his business numbers, and I know I'm almost 99% sure that he's heard my message. He just doesn't want to call me. And I'm going like, I don't understand. You know, I don't, you know. You know, in our business. Do you take it personally? Because I do. Do I take it personally? Well, When people I, don't want to call you? I don't know. You'll have to ask my psychiatrist. He might be able to tell you how I feel about that. You know, <laughs> Put me on the list. I'll go ahead and talk to him. I, I, Doc, I got this guy in Kansas City, and he's a traffic reporter, and I used to be a traffic reporter, and, you know, we had the shit. I just wanted to bond with right. him, and well, he won't even call me back. I have that kinship with him that we used to, you know, both be, be, I, was a hel- I was a helicopter pilot. He still is a helicopter pilot. Uh, 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 he won't call me back. Doc, what should I do? What should I do, Doc? And you know what he told me? Um... <laughs> He said, I know what I would have told you. What did he tell you? He said, go to Culver's, get the kids meal and go up and get the, the, uh, the, the free custard and make sure that they put the, what they novelty call the chocolate. novelty topping on it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, I do. People go like, what? The novelty topping. That's what they call it at Culver's. It's like hard shell stuff. It's like the, the it is hard shell right stuff. stuff. Okay. Okay. We have to take a break. It is break. Uh, it is six. You scared me there These for a minute. These are the breaks. <laughs> it's. <laughs> hold, hold, hold. What did you say again? Nope. What did you say, Shelley? No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, you, you throw things out, and I can't. I just can't let them go. Okay, hold on a minute. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, you just throw things out, and I just can't get them. Hold, hold on. Let me fucking find a hold. On. Well, it's better than you just not listening to me at all, which is quite frequent. <laughs> I can't find it. I need to get a list. Here, here, here hold on. You minute. think? Yes. Curtis Blow. Okay. It is 632. <laughs> you know, she is the most amazing singer. Marin Morris. 
Uh, on one hand, she's got the twang. On the other hand, she doesn't. We've got a new song we're playing from her. And I'm going like, it can't be the same woman. How can it? You know, People from other countries sound American when they sing. Anybody can change their twang. Okay, hold on a minute. I'm going to give you an example of uh, this is this is her um, her big breakout hit. I think it's called My Church. Little White Church. Here, My Church, Marin Morris. Okay, okay. This is her. Let me see if I can. Uh, My Church official music video. Okay. Let me see if it, I'm going to get an ad here. It's going to play. Okay, hold on. Okay, now listen to this. It's all fancy schmancy. There's just starting out. It's not singing right away. Okay, come on. Come on, Maris. She's smoking a cigarette. She's putting a cigarette out. Okay, she's standing up. My church. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I've cussed on a Sunday I've cheated and I've lied I've fallen down from grace A few too many times But I find holy redemption When I put this car in drive Roll the windows down and turn up the dial Can I get a You know what I'm saying? She's got that twang. Hear the twang? Do you know how easy it is to get a twang? I had a 42 twang once upon a time. I traded for a 67 <laughs> Corvette. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't even <laughs> no. begin to speak what I was thinking. No, the reason I say that is because po folks, I always had a job in a restaurant. As right. My second job. My wife worked where they worked there. I, I wonder if they worked here at the same time. You worked one in North County, right there. Um, on Lindbergh, yeah. Or 64. On Lindbergh? Yeah. There's one in Lindbergh? This one was there right was. at the corner oh. right there of Graham and 270. In that little shopping center. It's, I think it's a doctor's office right now. Used to be. I, I don't know. I used haven't to be a been grocery store. Okay. So anyway. I'm a really so, long time. I'm sorry. But I interrupted I you. I did. And I didn't mean was... to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to re- interrupt you. You always interrupt me. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go oh, ahead. Oh, this one wasn't on purpose? <laughs> no. No. On, on purpose. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean. I won't interrupt you again. Sure. I promise I won't interrupt you. No, go ahead. Okay. So, um, aren't you going to interrupt? Normally you would interrupt. You're a man child. <laughs> You're funny. Okay. So anyway, you know, I was working at Po Folks and that, of course, you know, they serve tea in mason jars. So I, for some reason, just got in the spirit of, of uh, hee haw. And made myself have a twang, and my tips tripled. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. So maybe we could. Maybe of we course, could... my shirt was open to my belly button. But oh, get it out! It was because I had a twang. It wasn't open to your belly button. No, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I was very well. No, I really wasn't. Okay, no, hold on a minute. Now. I even so, said that. so let me get this straight. You put on a twang, and your tips tripled. Yes. Try saying that ten times fast. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, mm, I'm not even gonna try it. Okay, so nope. maybe what we need to do is talk like this when we do BS dot show, and our ratings would triple. Hey, Shelly. No, hi, they wouldn't hi, because we're hi, not a country station. How you doing this morning? Everything good? Hey, how's your how's your aunt? She doing okay? 
your uncle been out hunting any? any? Has he been out in the woods? He's got those chiggers run up and down his legs. You think our ratings would triple because of that? Well, Go, let me you let me say that to me because let me. My let, whole entire family has demise. Let, let me let me hear the Shelly twang at people's restaurant. No, I will not do it. Come on, nope. <laughs> Come on, I, no. I, I promise I won't record it and use it again, again and again and again and again. I promise I won't. That's a pie crust <laughs> promise. <laughs> Easily made, easily broken. I promise. I promise. I will never, ever, ever embarrass you with you know anything that you ever said. I promise. I would never do anything like. Uh-huh. What does the fox say? Our our. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. I would never do anything like that. Or are doing something yes, like. Yes, I know. Doink, Brad. Doink, doink, I know doink, you doink. are. Here is the driven snow. I would never do anything like that. Yeah, that was one of my first ones, and you're still globbed onto it. <laughs> no, here was one of your favorites. You used to love this. I haven't played this one in a long time. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. <laughs> which, which to this day, people are going like, okay, what did that mean? You know, what? I, I don't understand. What What was that? And he claims it was some from some John Wayne movie, which it wasn't. I don't know. Who knows? Man, you know, did you did you see yesterday? <laughs> I have to give this guy credit, uh, Ted Cruz, who's the firebrand Democrat or Republican senator from from uh, from uh, Texas. He was on the View yesterday. Oh my God, OMG! Uh, and they had to literally throw people out of the audience. And what's interesting is was was funny is. Is Whoopi Goldberg goes after him and says, you know, you're Republicans. All you do is violence. You do the January 6th violence, blah, 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 blah. And he turns around and says, were you not looking at the TV when the Antifa was burning down cities and they're rioting and they're, and they're burning down the, the federal building in Portland and, you know, and they're burning down the police station in Minneapolis? And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going there. Whoa. Talking about, you know, selective viewing of things. You know what I mean? It's, you know, and once again, the January 6th thing, I still say there are nutbags in this world, okay? The nutbags got loose that day. That's all there is to it. You and I both know nutbags, right? Yes. And there are certain people that you and I know, and practically everybody knows somebody like this, that when you hear some bizarre, weird story come on the news, you know, you go, oh, that must have been Jim down the street. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know who those crazy nuts... Everybody nut- knows. Here's... Oh, everybody will have a crazy person in their life. Oh, that's Uncle Bill. Uncle yes, Bill got out again. You everyone know? will ha- always have um, a, a mean girl. See, my, my nieces, you know, when I know that when when bizarre stuff happens, they probably go, oh, that's Uncle Brad again. Yeah, I can see them saying that, actually. I need to meet them. Oh, you'd, you'd love them. I Chris, totally need to meet them. Christy, Nicole, and what's the other one's name? I don't know. Carissa. I'm kidding. Yeah, I was like, uh, Brad, you better cough it up. I'm kidding. No, they are. Um, they were like, especially Christy was like my semi-adopted daughter. I mean, my my wife and I, when, you know, before actually before we even got married, we used to take her all sorts of places. And she is just a delightful person. And her kids, her kids, and one of them who I call, who I call Manning, and 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 I don't know if she's ever heard me say this, refer to this because her her kids' names are Manning 
and and Jack, his son and daughter, and they are both like I'm telling you, you know, they're they're going to be nuclear scientists some days. I mean, you can tell these kids are sharp as tacks, and they have an incredibly quick sense of humor, and they're just like her. Christy just got like this. Matter of fact, all the girls do. You get these three girls together. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're women now, you know, but I mean, and they will say things back and forth to each other. It's so much fun. You know, I mean, like, I, well, anyway, <sighs> see, I don't have much of a family. I don't have a brother. I don't have, a, I don't, I, my, you know what? Let's not even go there. I don't have a brother and a sister, a oh, mom okay. and dad. They're so all we're gone. going there anyway. I have my kids, you know, we're very proud of I have my four kids. Uh, by the way, my oldest son, if I, I'm going to send you, hold it. I'm, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you something that my son sent me yesterday. I'm going like, it's going like, it's, it's, is this my son? Is this my son sending me this? Okay. Is he in a suit? No, 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 no. I'm going to send you a picture of something. And what's, what, what's interesting about this, this is Nerdville stuff, because you're going to look at this and you're going to go, okay. Uh, You're going to send me, you're going to text me a picture. Uh, whole, whole. I'm, I'm really not that kind of girl. No, 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 no. You know, I'm going to send you a picture that he sent me yesterday. Let me find. Oh, okay. He texted me yesterday. I'm going like, what is he doing? I mean, this is my son. This is my son sending me this. Hold on a minute. Here, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to put. I'm going to send this. I'm gonna, here we go. Um, where are you? Who are you? You are Shelly. I'm going to do S H E. S H E L L. You literally do not know what my phone number is. No, I've got to find you in the thing. Okay, okay. When you are when, you serious? When, here, let's right, we'll take a break. And when you get that picture, well, let's circle back to that. No, 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 no. Just, 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 just here. Just hold on a minute. Just, just, just. <laughs> we have to take a break. We have to take a break. And did you get the picture yet? I did. Okay, we'll discuss it next break. Okay, because. I'm shocked by what my son sent me, okay? I'm just like, what? It's 648. Okay. It is BS.show. Show. My radio career was going down the tubes. And then I found Shelly, and it just crashed and burned. <laughs> oh, I had my pot turned down. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say thank you, Shelly. Last break. I told you about pictures my son sent me yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you see those? I only got the one. You didn't get the second one I sent. Did you? You didn't get the second one I just sent. I just sent you a second one. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me look. Okay. I just saw the first one for sure. Okay. I'm a oh, yeah, guy who has been a electronics and computer. Well, actually, not really computers back in the day. Although I was because when I went to high school, we had a timeshare computer from McDonnell Douglas that we could use. And anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, but. My son, my oldest son who lives down in Pensacola, sends me a picture yesterday of a screenshot of a spectrum analyzer. Yep. Okay. You know, you know that radio spectrum analyzer. In other words, you look at different frequencies and it shows you the peaks and valleys and things like that. It's like correct. It, it looks like landscape. It looks like the basically moon. basically tells you where you're at. Right. Right. It gives you different signal levels. And I go, I go, I go. What is this? And he goes, This is this new thing I bought. Did you see this picture of the thing? This is what it is. I did. It's little. It's like it looks like a comb. It's the size of like a man's comb in his pocket, right? And it's got an antenna on the top. I just thought you were glad to see me. (laughs) No, it's got a USB (laughs) port on the bottom, and you plug it in the computer, and it's a radio receiver, and you can you can like 
put in frequencies from like, I don't know, from like, you know, 100 megs all the way up to like 1,000 megs, all the way up to like a gig. And all of a sudden, you know, once again, I'm a guy, I've spent my almost, some people will say, you know, too long. Next year, it'll be hard to believe. Next year will be, if I make it, another couple months. You will. By and the way. It, you've been doing this since from I, the womb. I just forgot about something. I just remembered something. Okay, just something just hit me today. Okay. Anyway, my sons, none of my kids have ever really been interested in anything I did. You know, like, you know, they could care less about the radio business. Could care. My oldest son was a car freak. My two younger sons, you know, hey, they're lucky they know where the gas goes. You know what I mean? And, you know, if I call them up and say, hey, do you have that September air in your tires? You know, it's October. You need to change that air out. They'd be out, you know, pumping the air out of their tires, putting new air in. Okay, Dad, I got it. I'll, I'll get rid of that September air. They just have nothing to do with cars. You know, they have no interest whatsoever. Matter of fact. Well, you know, there might be some truth to that because when it, you know, it's been hot and hot and hot and, you know, I've got this little thing on my dashboard that you can see what the tire pressure is on all four tires. Yeah. And then it got real cold. Like the one day it got cold. Right. And my tire pressure dropped by three. You know why that is? Because I had the wrong air in it. Well, if you should put nitrogen in that, that won't happen. They're not nitrogen tires. Doesn't matter. You can put nitrogen in any tires. So anyway, let me go back to you. You sidetracked oh, me. Oh, did did I interrupt you? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just won't interrupt you. Here's 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 a conversation between Brad and Shelley. I'm talking about the most important thing in the world, and Shelley will say, "Hey, do you know that? Do you know at Sonic today they've got tater tots on sale?" <laughs> I go, where did that come from? <laughs> Stream of consciousness. Okay, so anyway, my son sends me this picture of this thing he bought, and I'm going, what is that? It plugs in his computer, and it's a radio receiver. He's turned into Joe Radio Nut, and he's talking to me about, you know, he lives down in Pensacola. There's all these military bases down there. They got the, you know, the NAS, the, you know, the big air, air, you know, the Navy, Naval Air Station on there in Pensacola. And then he's just down the street from Eglin Air Force Base, you know, where they, where he has the UXO license, where he goes on the bomb range and, you know, finds the unexploded you are so ordinance. so jelly over there. Well, I, I really am. So he's now asking me, I think I'm going to get my ham radio license. I'm going, is this my son? My son who's like, who had no interest in this whatsoever? He's calling me up and asking me, well, what about this, Dad? He calls me up the other day and he says, hey, do you know what a, a 6503-862 is? I go, I have no idea. Well, it's a military radio used by the Marines and I can get one. I go, how can you get one? Well, there's a place down here that sells all this military surplus stuff, and it's this radio that's got, you know, it's got synchronization, and it's got reverse osmosis, and it's got hysteresis synchronous, and it's got... I go, what? what? He's talking all this. I'm going like, this is my son? My son who could care less about this stuff? All of a sudden, he's become like an electronics Aww, and a radio he's nut. he's for his dad. Ah, man. It's so bizarre. So now the interesting so bizarre, thing is, so you know what that you know what that thing he's he showed show, shows the little receiver. You know what that cost? Um, I don't know, hundred and twenty bucks. Twenty nine dollars, and they give you the software for free. You download the software in your computer. You plug that into a USB port, and your ra- and your your computer turns into this spectrum analyzer. Which and you sure Shelley- it's not like the twenty twenty two version of. 
Mr. Microphone? No, 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 no. It's 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 literally twenty nine bucks. I looked it up because he gave me the link. He where he bought it from. I'm not doubting that, Brad. Yeah, but uh, anyway, okay, we have to take a break. No, I'm so excited. Okay, we have to take a break because almost guess what time it is. It's six fifty nine, and we have to break right now. So say goodbye. Oh no, not, that's next hour. Okay. Uh, but we'll be BRB. Okay. And thank you for coming to the Red Room right here at one hundred seven point one. Yes, at one hundred four point five. Yes, it's the Red Room where we have cocktails all night long. Yes, and you can just relax in that velour chair. You can smoke your cigarette. <laughs> yeah. You can snap your fingers. You can snap your fingers. Women. You can have a scotch on the rocks. You can. You can be out Ooh. there with your high heels men you can be out there with your your black tie on your white uh-huh. shirt and your black your black suit and and no colored shirts allowed nothing but white shirts yes it's the red room right here you know what today it's two months till christmas two months yes, till christmas i, I figured i was like you're saying I why is he playing christmas music again right <laughs> it's the 25th of october two months till christmas okay yep i have to make a phone call here and i'm going to get myself in trouble but i'm going to do it anyway I'm going to see if she's going to answer. I won't say who it is because then she'll know it's me calling. Two ringy dingies. She may not be in the car yet. Three ringy dingies. Hello? Are you driving to school? I am not. You're on the air right now, so don't say, why? Are you you off today? Yeah, we have fall break. What? Yeah. Well, I don't want to bother you. I woke you up then, didn't I? No, that's okay. I was laying here debating on if I was going to get up or not. You have fall break? Yes. This is my this is my my niece Christy Poop and underwear, right? <laughs> yes, yes, that would be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought yes. for sure you're going to be in your car and I could talk to your your kids, your kids Jack and and Manning. Manning's your daughter, right? Uh, yes, yes, Manning. Mm-hmm. That would be her. <laughs> and you know why I call her Manning, right? Yes, because she's Peyton, and I spelled it correctly with a E. <laughs> yes, she's Peyton Manning. That's who she is. Right. Okay, so I didn't mean to bother you. I, you go back oh, to sleep. No, you're fine. You totally oh, I'm meant awake. to bother it's you, okay. <laughs> Oh, Okay, so, so, okay, I was talking last hour about when you and your two sisters get together, how it's Laughville, right? Oh, absolutely. You... And especially if, if Drew's involved. Yeah, my son Drew, he's one of the perpetrators, isn't he? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's Zoe's birthday. It was hysterical. Oh, my God. When you three get together with my son, it's like it's like a comedy routine. I mean, I know. We should be on the air. It'd be great. I, I'm telling you, the next time I get you guys together, I'm going to bring a microphone and just record it. because, And my son, Drew, my youngest son, is like Mr. You know, like he flips a switch and he turns into Mr. Stand-Up Comedian, doesn't he? Oh, my gosh. He's a hoot. But I don't know if, if we could be on the air. Sometimes we're a little inappropriate. Well, anyway. But anyway, I just wanted to... I thought you were on... You know, because this is my niece, Christy, and she drives mm-hmm. to school in the morning. She's a school teacher. And by the way... Um, yes, I don't mean to bring up bad stuff, but if you would have yeah. been, if, if, if you weren't on fall break, would mm-hmm. you have had like any kind of special stuff this morning because of the terrible thing that happened down in South city? Um, we've had when, how was it? The Parkland one, because we were out of school with the Uvalde shooting, right? We've had moments of silence. Um, and then I generally talk with my kids and try to reassure them that they're safe and, and things like that. And 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 because um, they have a lot of questions. Tell tell my audience how old your kids are. What grade you teach? I teach seventh grade. Seventh grade. Okay, so these yeah, are so they're they're twelve, thirteen years old. Right, and at that age, 
There's all sorts of crazy stuff. Right. It's it's there's crazy stuff going on in their minds and in their bodies at that age, right? Oh, absolutely. So so uh so um and and just out of curiosity, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you heard this. They said that the school had a special code word for active shooter. Did you hear this story? Mm -hmm. I have not. I've heard of things like that before. Um, we had talked about it. We don't we don't have one of those, but I've heard of those before. Well, now, this is interesting because this was a performing arts high school, and mm-hmm. they said the code word or the code phrase was, Miles Davis is in the building. And if you know who oh, Miles Davis is, who was yes, like a you know, famous jazz musician. And, <laughs> yes. and that was the code word. And everybody, and they said everybody did what they were supposed to do. Oh, that's incredible. And I'm going like, holy cow, that's impressive. So mm-hmm. you don't have anything like that? Uh, not not a code word, but, you know, I mean, if... Right, I'm not going to ask I, you. I don't know. I'm not asking well, you. And, well, I mean, we, we go through trainings, but right. as far as, you know, we've been trained. We had the cops come in. We do that. It's called 4E training, and we go through that, and it was it was terrifying. <laughs> so now what's, what's, um, what's 4E? I don't ask me what, what is it? What is, what is it, evade <laughs> or something it, like that? The, um, yeah, it's something, something, something evade, but it's, we actually had the cops come in and, and they put us through a training as teachers and it went throughout our entire district. Um, so they, they just trained the very, teachers. Very informative. Yeah. They, well, and then, you know, things that we can take back to our classroom, obviously, right. but, um, but yeah, we went through a, uh, it was like a half-day training where, you know, SWAT came in and they trained us and they talked about what to do, what not to do. And it was very informative. I, I applaud St. Charles County. No, that was the St. Charles County police that did this? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. interesting. Okay, well, look, I, I hate like heck. I didn't, re- I didn't realize you were on fall break. Otherwise, I wouldn't have called. So, no, that's okay. I was like, why is my phone ringing? Who's and calling? Say, <laughs> say hi to Jack and to and Manning, okay? I, I will say hi to both of them. Now, now, did your husband have anything to do with naming um, your daughter Peyton? Actually, no. It was really hard as teachers. I would come home with a name, and he's like, "Ew, no." And then he would come home with a name, and I'm like, "Absolutely not." So, you know, trying to name your children as teachers is really hard. You know what? You should have named her Gabrielle. Why is that? <laughs> You know the story with my daughter. I wanted to name her Gabrielle. You know Gabrielle. No, Christine? I did not know that story. Did you know? Oh, she hates that name. I'm one time, one time years ago, she when she was still in high school. I think she was a senior. She went to a, uh, a it was some you know she you know she's a smarty pants and she got all sorts of awards and stuff, something like that. And I went to some award ceremony with her, and I sat there and I counted like, and there were like eight Amandas that got awards, and mm-hmm. my daughter was one of them. And she comes back, and after the ceremony, we're leaving, we're walking out of the door, the auditorium. And I go, hey, there were eight Amandas. There were no Gabrielles. Just think, if you would have been named Gabrielle. You... And she looks at me, and she stops, and she says, I would rather be one of eight Amandas than to be one stupid Gabrielle. Oh, I'm that's going, well, hysterical. You didn't know that story about her? No, I did not. That was the name I wanted to name her. And she, well, to this day, she gets mad at me. I said, every once in a while, I'll call her Gabrielle. She goes, that's not my name. I'm, I'm Amanda. Well, you know how I got my name. I know. I know how you get your name. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Grandpa. Yep. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean to bother you. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye, Shelly. If she's, I, you know, I can't hear her. So, yeah. I know. Bye, honey. <laughs> yeah. She's there. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. My niece, Christy. 
who is she sounds so delightful you would love her she's and and i'm telling you when are you gonna make that happen she's exactly right her two sisters and my son when they get together it's like everybody is busting a gut because they just vamp off each other they just trash talk each other they make fun of people it's like it's like going to a comedy club and no drinks you know what i mean it's just like it's just bizarre and 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 they are all so quick-witted i mean like i mean it's to the point i'm going like man these kids are kids they're all adults you know she's like I think she, I think last time we had her on here, she, she I think she gave her age. I think Christy's forty two now. So God, I've known you know I've known her since the day she was born. Is that weird or what? I told you no. the story about how 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 she was breech uh, breech born uh, breech birthed and and they broke her leg and she was like and then she turned into this incredible gymnast. You know here she starts, which is a, really hard to break um, a baby's. A baby, baby, baby's leg. They did, and during birth, you know, somehow or another, you know, I mean, getting her out. I don't, I don't, don't ask me what happened there, because I'm, I'm not going to pretend I even understand what happened with that. But they broke her leg during birth, and she had to have her leg in a cast and the whole bit, you know. That is so, because I've heard cases of them, uh, somebody running over their child, yeah, and a baby, baby, and it didn't phase them at all. I'm not suggesting to do that, but. It didn't phase them at all because their bones are so pliable. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what it what it is. I would think that. I mean, we were all concerned that you know when you have a you know a kid that's like literally minutes or actually in that case seconds old, you know, and broken bone, you're going like, man, is that going to haunt them for the rest of their life or what? You know, it, it had no impact on her whatsoever. You, well, I don't. They Which probably is, don't remember it. Well, no, she wouldn't. But you know what I mean. I mean, when something like that happens, see, see, I guess because of the fact that my mom was in special education. And my mom dealt with lots of kids and even some young adults who had had complications during birth where the umbilical... they remember? Well, no, 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 no. The umbilical cord got wrapped around their yes. neck and they were starved yes. for oxygen and things like that. So in other yes. words, at, at, you know, during the birth process, something happened, something went wrong and it, it impacted their brain, you know, you know, you know what I mean? I mean... I do know what you mean. And, and this was because... You know, I mean, like, for example, my if my mom were alive today, she'd be able to explain exactly what's going on with, like, this John Fetterman. Because that's who she dealt with. She dealt with people who had adults. She didn't do, do that much with adults, but she did have some adults that had strokes and things like that. Because it's it messes up your brain, and they, she talked about aphasia all the time. That's what John Fetterman has to a certain extent. And, um, you know, and once again, it's this crazy stuff where all it takes is one one stupid little incident, like with him, a stroke, with these, you know, these kids when they were born, like they were deprived of oxygen, you know, during the birthing process, something like that, and bang, their mind is just messed up for the rest of their life. And it's sort of sad. And, I mean, you know, some of these students she had, she had some of them that were like her success stories, um, you know, that really, really, you know, did very well in life, and others were, really struggled. I mean, I remember... I'll give you a bizarre story. I remember one kid who she was really proud of. She taught this kid from like the time he was like six or seven years old to the time when he died, and he died like 21 years old. And it's a bizarre, weird story. It happened up in North County. He was driving his truck. He had a little like a little Ford Ranger pickup truck or something like that. And somebody, something, something happened on the highway. He swerved to avoid something. And the car, his truck ran off the road, 
And right there on 270 between McDonald and Lindbergh, where the road sort of curves around, the car went off the road and it rolled down an embankment and went upside down to a ditch that was filled with water and he drowned and nobody knew it for like two days. They couldn't find him. You know, like their parents were like, what happened to him? He's gone, you know. And then somebody, you know, somebody saw like these truck wheels sticking up in the air and they went down and sure enough, he was in the, in the truck dead. He was there for like two days. That's like, I, I, don't, know ever told, I don't know if I ever told you this story or not. I mean, I, this is like one of these bizarre stories. And quite honestly, I felt really bad about this for a long time. I'll bear my soul right now. And I did the right thing, but I didn't do the right thing. I was coming from Washmo uh, back into uh, St. Charles. and I know what you're going to talk about. Okay, about the pickup, the kid in the pickup truck? Yep. Okay, I'm coming from Washmo. I'm going north on 47 across the Washmo Bridge. And I'm taking Augusta, Augusta Bottom Road, which is the shortcut to get to Augusta. And it used to be, like, for the most part, like, the, the beginning stretch of it, probably the first mile, a mile and a half, is all rock. And you're driving along on top of this levee. And then you go through this area. And then it, and you go into St. Charles County, and it's paved. You bang. All, you know, magically, it, it turns into a paved road. And this was Christmas Eve. I don't know what year it was. A long time ago. And I'm driving along. And... As you make the curve there in St. Charles County, the, the road goes straight, and then it makes a pretty sharp curve to the left, and then it goes straight down to the bluffs. And as I come around the curve, down in the ditch, there's a great big ditch that's, you know, like an agricultural drainage ditch that the farmers put in there that's maybe, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 feet deep. I see, I think to myself, looks like wheels of a truck upside down. And I'm going like, eh, eh, I don't know. So as I'm driving along, I'm thinking to myself, should I go back and look? Eh, I'm not going to look. I just called 911. And I called 911, and I got St. Charles County, and I said, hey, I'm on Augusta Bottom Road, just inside the county line, uh, you know, maybe by about 1,000 feet, right there at the core, you know, the curve, and the lady knew what I was talking about. It looks like there's a pickup truck that's it's some kind of a vehicle upside down in the ditch. And she says, okay, we'll send somebody out. Okay, fine, no big deal. I get home the next morning. It was a kid who stole, he lived in Washington, I believe. Hold on a minute. He's like 13 or 14-year-old kid got in a fight with his parents, stole the neighbor's pickup truck, and decided he was leaving town. So he drives through Washmo, goes across the 47 bridge, takes a right there on Augusta Bottom Road, and apparently was really flying, and he missed the curve. And the car went upside down in the, in the ditch, and I don't know if he, was, if he was trapped in there or what, but he'd been there for like a day. And all these people had driven by, and I was the first one that saw it. And I'm going like, was that the same thing that I reported last night? You know, because it was probably about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, starting to get dark. That time of the year was in December. It was Christmas Eve. And I remember going like, God, that's so weird. You know, and sure enough, I called one of my friends. Back in the day, it was the Sheriff's Department. Before they went to the police, it was just, you know, the entire thing was the St. Charles County Sheriff's Department. I called one of my friends. They said, oh, yeah, somebody called that in last night. I go, that was me. And he goes, Really? And I go, yeah, I called it in. I saw the, he says, he says, the guy was way down the ditch. How'd you see it? I go, I don't know. I just, you know, drove by and saw this four wheels in the air. And it turned out, like I said, the guy had a fight with his parents, stole his next door neighbor's pickup truck, drove, you know, got like, you know, two miles out of Sawashman, was killed and was in there. And, and I felt so bad about that thing to myself, you know, but then I said to this, this, my friend who was a cop, I go, I go, you know, I could, I know he was dead for a long time. I go, seriously. Yeah. I said, they said he was dead at least, at least 18 hours when they found him. So, you know, it's one of those things that sticks with you, you know, but, and you know, it's one of those things I'm thinking to myself, well, if I would have got in my car, I would have gone on and maybe I could have pulled him out of the truck. Well, he's probably still would have been dead. Right. 
because he'd been down there for like almost a whole day. Yes. But anyway. you found him, so you gave that family peace. Well, I didn't give him peace. I mean, I just called it in. The You know, the sheriff's deputy went down and found the guy. But see, that that's what happens with you, Brad. Yeah, weird People stuff. People like are around. They need you. No, they, they don't. don't. know that they need no, you. they don't. But you, you come into their lives, and you uh, you change them. Okay, changing the subject. The smartest woman in the world has is, is rebuffed everything we said about my, my, my niece. She says, unfortunately, bone fractures are common throughout the United States. Around 15 out of 1,000 births result in clavicle fractures, which are common bone injuries among newborns. A humerus bone fracture is also common long bone injury in newborns. I didn't know that. See, I thought it was. I'd never. Have you ever heard of that before? Did you know? Have you ever anybody, you know, that had a kid that had a broken bone during birth? No, I I really haven't. Neither did I. According to the smartest woman in the world, it's very common. 15 out of every 1,000 births. And, 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 and she said oh, something else here. Um, one out of every 10 million births results in some weirdo like Brad. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. Okay. Thank you. Smartest woman in the world. <laughs> well, you are a weirdo, <laughs> but it's kind of your, it's kind of, there's thing. nothing wrong with being a weirdo. <laughs> it's kind of your jam. You, you wear it well, you know, Life what? can be boring. You have to put some spice in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, d- yes, you do. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where. I mean, who who knew, whoever knew that I would get the perk of throat punching my boss? <laughs> yes. And, get, and I was going to use that and, last night and just put throat punching. And get in trouble. And see if on, I would get flagged on again. On Facebook. <laughs> Shelly got flagged on Facebook because she put in one of her posts that she was going to throat punch me. <laughs> that is kind of funny. True. Tomorrow. But funny. If I if I don't forget. It's funny, haha. Not funny, peculiar. Well, it is kind of funny, peculiar as well. So it's double funny. Okay, tomorrow in this seven o'clock hour, I want to discuss with you, and I want to have a serious discussion. This was sent to me over the weekend by someone who is trying to make fun of me. Let me put it that way. Fun of you? Yeah, they're trying to make fun of me. Why? Well, because I'm a man. That's why. Because I'm a man. And and I'm not not afraid to call myself a man. You know, nowadays you can't. Well, I'm a man. man He man. I'm a man. Right, I'm a man. I carry a gun. I got a knife. I drive a pickup truck. I'm a man. You know, don't you forget it. You know what I mean? I, want to go, I got a shotgun. It's on my, it's back in my, in my gun rack and back in my truck. I, and yes, right. Dusty. Right. I got, I got mud in my boots and in the back of my truck, I got a dead deer. I'm a man. Anyway, a fascinating article that has given me much pause and I've read it Over the last 48 hours, I've probably read it three or four times, and I'm still trying to wrap my arms around it, and I want to discuss it with you on the air. But Can you send it to me? um, I don't know if I want to or not, because that way you'll... you'll, I'd I'd like to discuss it with you on the air and then let you read the article, because if I send it to you ahead of time, you're going to... First off, you're going to laugh, because you're going to think it's funny, and then you're going to go, well, you know what? This might be him. Okay, but the other thing we're going to talk about next break is the lady in Seattle. This is actually sort of a funny story. She's one of the city aldermen in Seattle. I think it's Seattle. She's a commissioner or whatever they have, alderwoman or consul person or something like that. And she was one of the defund the police people. Now she's mad at the police because they won't protect her. And 
when I tell you what they won't protect her from, you will find it very funny. She is so mad at the police because she wants them to essentially stand guard at her house 24 hours a day, seven days a week, until they can find this perpetrator who's done this terrible thing to her house. And to keep in mind, she's one of the ladies that wanted to defund the police. We don't need police. But now she wants them to patrol her house 24-7, 365, until they find this awful person that keeps doing something to her house. Are you ready for this one? Yes. It's pretty funny. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what time is it? It is 726. 7.26. It's raining. I can't get my color radar weather to work, but I've tried another one. It's 7.26. Shelly's favorite christmas song right well it's one of them yes what are you doing i'm clapping well put your microphone in front of your face my microphone is in front of my face. no it wasn't it was somewhere else okay it was totally in front of my face (laughs) that that is that is christmas music because today's the 25th of october which means it's exactly two months till christmas so i can get away with play i mean hey the Christmas stuff has been in the stores for the past 90 days, so I it can't... It truly has. <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw some of the stuff. I was in a highs one day back in August, and the Christmas stuff was out. I'm going like, okay, it's not even Labor Day yet. It's not even Halloween. It's not even Thanksgiving. And the Christmas I mean, stuff is out already. already having Black Friday. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Crazy, crazy. Okay, yesterday... Uh, big, All big, your big... troubles seem so far away? No, listen to you. Okay, big traffic jam on 44 yesterday because of the brush fire out there uh, between Antire and 141. Uh, and you know what's crazy? I'm surprised there haven't been more brush fires up until today. Now everything's going to be wetted down with the rain we're having so far. But it was super dry up until, you know, it rained last night, early this morning. I'm really surprised there weren't more brush fires. Matter of fact, there was it was a nasty brush fire. It was there's that stretch, which I still say is one of the most beautiful stretches of highway. Once you get west of one forty one and you go all the way up the entire hill, you go up the you know, all that long hill, and you're like in that corridor of nothing but trees. And I think every time I drive through, I think to myself, man. Isn't that beautiful? I think to myself, boy, would my steel chainsaws have fun right here. I could just go <laughs> from one tree to the next, just chopping those down left and right. But, you know, I've always thought to myself, I know it's a park on the north side of 44, but I don't know what it is in the south side. How come nobody does? How come there's not like a McDonald's there, or like a Quick Trip, or a, or a you know, or a, or a, or a, or a you know, a, a Bucky's or something like you know, along on the south side. I mean, it's just that beautiful stretch of of trees along there, and it goes for like, and then even you go down the hill from Antire, and it's still pretty much nothing but trees until you get almost out to uh, Williams Road, which is like on the eastern part of of Eureka. Um, you know, it's just like, God, it's so beautiful. Anyway, okay. <laughs> this lady's name is, <laughs> I find this actually sort of funny. Um, and I think this is maybe the definition of sort of PBMF, okay? Her name is Kashama. I guess I pronounce it correctly. It's K-S-H-A-M-A. Would you would you, would you you say Kashama? Yeah, I would. Her but... last name is Sawant, S-A-W-A-N-T. Nobody can can you know can, can confers, confuse her with you know Elizabeth Smith or or you know or Mrs. Right. Jones or anything like. Kashama Sawant, she is a Seattle City Council member. She's a self-described socialist, and she is very 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 upset. Why is she upset? She's upset because she doesn't feel that she's getting the proper police protection from the Seattle police. Now keep in mind. 
She's one of these people that wanted to defund the police. If it were up to her, there would be no no more. Remember, at one point in time, it got so bad in Seattle, they wanted to disband the police department and just hire social workers. Remember, you know what I'm talking about? They were seriously talking about getting rid of the police department and saying, we don't need those police. They carry guns and they shoot people. They're terrible people. Okay, once again, look what happened in St. Louis. If it wasn't for the police that did the quick response and to that, that high school in South City, there might have been more people killed. But instead, our police... City police, well-trained, brave guys and gals, ran into the face of danger, you know, killed the guy, and stopped the, the, the situation, okay? I'm telling you, if they're making $100,000 a year, it's not enough in my in my. They're views. not. It's, but that's, okay, anyway, I, I digress, okay? She is mad because she wrote a scathing letter to the chief of police in Seattle because they're failing to investigate what she says are six separate instances of politically motivated uh, hate crimes against her, okay? Six separate instances of politically motivated hate crimes against her. You know what the hate crimes are? What? Somebody's throwing poop in her front yard. (laughs) Is that true? Yes. Uh It says, failing to investigate what she says are six separate instances of politically motivated person throwing feces into her yard. She says, and this is her quote, there is obviously a glaring inconsistency between this approach and the way in which more a former mayor Durkin, after a peaceful Black Lives Matter protest, was held a short distance from her mansion, was provided with 24-hour stakeout for a full year. Sawant wrote to a letter suggesting she deserved police protection as a result of the incidents. As a socialist city council member who has participated in Black Lives Matter protests, I'm being told that my case of six threatening incidents involving human excrement doesn't merit even a serious investigation, let alone protection. She wants police protection 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because somebody keeps throwing bags of baggies of human poop in her front yard. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, think about that for a minute. She's complaining. Yeah, it's just like what they used to do at Halloween. <laughs> Only you, that, you put the <laughs> you put the you put the the dog poop in in the paper bag. You'd set it on fire. You'd ring the doorbell. The people would come out and stomp on the bag, put the fire out, and then walk in. They'd have dog poop in their carpet, right? <laughs> it's funny how you can explain that down to a T. I never did it, but it was oh, always it, it was always the gag that that my buddies would. Hey, let's go put a a a, a bag. Let's of, go poop some neighbors. <laughs> let's go put some dog poop in their on their front door and, and light it on fire. And when they come out, they'll stomp on it and then they'll walk in and put dog poop in their carpet. Okay, so yeah, Miss Miss Sawant is complaining, <laughs> and I keep get this: Seattle Police Department, where staffing has dropped to a thirty-year low as officers left the force in droves amid defund the police movement ask the public for help catching the suspect this week by releasing photos of the individual now get this it gets even better some of her friends um get this here here this is here's the quote friends of the victim were watching the home when the suspect threw a plastic bag containing several individual bags of suspected human feces into the yard the police said without identifying swan as the victim the friends confronted the suspect she gets her friends to watch your house the police won't watch your house she gets her friends to watch your house she wants to catch this dude who's throwing poop in her front yard the friends confronted the suspect and snapped multiple photos as he ran away 
night. Now, get this is what's really interesting. Why doesn't she have a ring camera? I don't know. Witnesses describe the suspect pictured below as an Asian man, approximately five foot four inches tall. Okay, so he's well, that a that narrows that down. Yeah, he's a great big Asian dude who's five foot four, and he's throwing poop in her front yard. So she wants twenty four hour police protection. <laughs> don't you find it a little bit? What, ironic, a little bit hypocritical that the woman who's complaining that we have too many police now wants police protection 24 hours a day now. Well, I, I think that it's been, that's been going on for a couple of years now. Okay. If someone was, was shooting in her house, I'd say, yeah, give her 24-hour police protection. If some, someone was throwing Molotov cocktails in her house, yeah, give her 24-hour police protection. If someone was, like, you know, trying to drop a bomb on her house, you know, from a plane, call the FAA and get the FAA to it. But the guy's dropping, and what's interesting is he's putting the poop in baggies. So it's not like you, it's like you got to go clean the stuff off your front lawn. You just pick up the baggie and you throw it away. I mean, he's being like a meat, a neat poop pooper. You know what I mean? A, a, yeah, don't be a party pooper. You know, if he was a, a, if he was a regular pooper, he'd just drop the poop right there, and then she'd have to clean it up. At least he has a contained. Right, he's got it in baggies. <laughs> So now, now here's but it, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting is that after her friends and they show the picture, they show the picture of the dude and he's he's got like you know I mean the usual he's got black pants, black shoes, black black hoodie. So and, he was a ninja. Yes, he looks like a ninja. The only thing is he's got a which is sort of funny. He's got one of those. He's got this black jacket, but he's got a white reflective strip across the back of his jacket. You know, like a like a jogger's kind of jacket. You know what I mean? It has uh-huh. like the white. Reflect a strip. He just didn't want to. Um, but, but some. Well, he was. What is that? A felony? No, no. Who knows? Now get this. So while he was committing his felony, he didn't want to be hurt by anybody that was uh, driving and not paying attention. Well, but it gets even better because now she has offended the Asian community in Seattle because she's accused this person of being an of Asian descent. A pooper. No, and they're going like. How could you tell? You know, I'm going like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you really can't tell because well, Asian women. No, no, no. But the, they do not. They do not. Um, the pictures don't. Age. The pictures don't show age. his face. It's the all. The, oh. All the pictures are from behind, and they say that the reason. This is funny. They say the reason that she's jumping conclusion is conclusions because they know it's a guy. And he's five foot four, and the only guys who are five foot four are Asian guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going like, and it goes on. Uh, Savant's uh, Savant's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment from you know blah blah blah. Um, and uh, Savant, uh, here let me Savant. I guess it is Savant. Um, refine um, the rest of it. Oh, the police department response said the department takes incidents involving public officials seriously. Investigators have uh, have canvassed for evidence. They canvassed for evidence. They're looking for bags of poop. Gathered information from witnesses and reviewed every collected everything collected thus far. So they reviewed all the poop. At this time, the department has not found any evidence this case would meet the city or state standards for hate crime laws. But SPD will follow available leads should new information arise. The department encourages anyone with additional information about this case to contact police. So she claims it's a hate crime that she's a woman and it's a dude who's an Asian dude and because he's an Asian dude and she's a woman it's a hate crime I don't understand this whole hate crime thing if I walk to, up to you on the street and I punch you in the nose 
and break your nose, is that a hate crime or just a weirdo? Am I a hate crime because you're a woman? I hate women. I'm going to punch a woman in the nose. Now, if I punched a black guy in the nose, then they go, oh, it's a hate crime because he's a white guy. He hates black people. I'm just punching anybody I want to see, right? I mean, but see, once again, if you murder somebody, isn't that serious enough? But if you murder someone because you don't like them because they're Asian or black or Jewish or, or woman or homosexual or whatever, why does that require extra extra prosecution? I mean, murder is murder. Rape is rape. Robbery is robbery. You know, I mean, to me, why do you have to modify? Well, he robbed me because I'm black. And if I were white, he wouldn't rob me. Yeah, right. Whatever. You know, I don't get it. I don't understand the whole thing. Are you there? Are you not talking to me? You're, you're bowing out in this one because you know I'm in trouble, right? Huh. <laughs> I, I will never throw you under a bus. Well, no. Do you, do you, understand, do you understand the whole hate crime thing? I I. I I don't. Well, I, I do, but I don't. I have attorney friends of mine that have told me that the hate crime thing is one of the worst things that's happened in, in law because what it does is everybody now claims it because, you know, it's and, and it just it just stirs the pot. You know, if somebody's driving down the street and, you know, and and something happens between a black and a white person, it's not a crime. It's a hate crime. But if it were two black guys or two white guys, it's not a hate crime. Oh, that's fine. Everything's fine. You know, if two white guys get in a fight and one guy, one white guy shoots the other white guy, oh, it's just murder. Okay. But if it's a white guy and a black guy get in a fight, you know, and the black guy, the black guy shoots the white guy, that's okay. But if the white guy shoots the black guy, that's a hate crime. I don't get it. I mean, isn't the man upstairs? Aren't we all the same? Don't we all have red blood inside of us? Aren't we all, don't we have like a heart and lungs and stuff like that? You know, the man upstairs. Well, some people may may have lost the heart somewhere. <laughs> and some people have lost the lung capacity. Like, I'm down to 91. Is that bad? Shaking my head, brother. <laughs> and Tiffany's like, what are we going to do with him? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> okay. It is 745. I do love me some Garth Brooks singing about holidays. 25th of October. Two months till Christmas, so I can play Christmas music, right? I love Christmas music. Especially that, you know, there's a theme all my Christmas music I've played so far. Have you picked it up? Snow. It's all big band kind of stuff. Oh, no, that I was going to say yeah, something about. It's all big band kind of stuff. Because I could just see my mom oh, tapping her little feet. My dad, too. My dad would love it. You know, I mean, seriously, she'd turn on the radio unless she was backing down the driveway. She couldn't back down the driveway and listen to the radio at the same time. Well, See, that's where you and my mom are different because my mom would not be in a car that had a radio on. <laughs> anyway, anywho. Hey, Mrs. Hildebrand. She would. She'd be sitting there tapping her little 4B size shoe and just, you know, bobbing her little head. <laughs> One day. In her big Lincoln Continental. <laughs> I'm. This is a true story. One day when I was on the air for about 10 years, long time ago, the Post-Dispatch did a big article on me about me being in the radio business a whole bit. So they went and interviewed my mom. And they, Did they really? Yeah, they went and interviewed my mom, and they go, Mrs. Hildebrand, what do you think about your son being on the radio? She goes, I've never heard him. And the reporter said, what? You've never listened to your son? No, I don't listen to radio. Radio's terrible. He's he's on the radio? Really? What does that mean? Does it mean he's on like on, on, on tower? He's hanging off an antenna or something like that on the radio? That didn't happen. Um, and the reporter went, Mrs. Hildebrand, well, you, you've never listened to your son? No. 
I never listen. I hate radio. You are so I hate radio. Yes. She hates radio. Okay. Serious moment for him. And serious, sincerely, serious moment. I talked to Smash on Friday. How is he? Not well. And all I'm saying is if there's the power of radio, for all of you out there listening, all three of you, um, think positive thoughts for Smash. If you're a kind of person that prays for people, pray for Smash because he ain't doing well. And, um, you know, it was not a good conversation, and I felt really bad afterwards because I called him up. He does a show on Sunday mornings on our station. He's called People's Praise People's Party. Praise Party. And he hasn't sent me a new one for a couple of weeks. And normally we have a little routine that if he doesn't, you know, if he gets busy and is, he'll tell me, he says, go back a couple months and pick out an old show that you like and play that one. Okay, fine. So for the past two weeks, I've played old shows. So I called him on Friday. I'd say, hey, Smash. He answers phone. He's like that. He's been in a hospital for like two weeks. And Does he know that you're sharing this with everyone? I told him I was going to talk about this on the air. Okay. And, and, and I just said, because. That was very sweet. See, I, I, I should have realized that. He's a fascinating guy. He really because is. Because he's, he's had this storied career in the radio business, like outside of St. Louis. I mean, in, in, St. in St. Louis, he's very well known. Outside of St. Louis, he's like a radio legend. And probably one of the funniest stories in the radio business is when Howard Stern was at this station in D.C., called uh, Washington, D.C., called D.C. 101, which at the time was like this hot rock station, Smash was hired to be his co-host. They flew him in to D.C. for the interview. They liked him. They hired him. They offered him the job. He was all excited. He, you know, moved his family to D.C. He shows up on the first day to do his job, and they fired Howard Stern. <laughs> he was going to be Howard Stern's sidekick. They fired Howard Stern. And that's ultimately when Howard Stern went to New York. And he went to, I, can't, I think he was at WNBC originally. I can't remember. So, so here... Smash uproots his family, moves to to DC, and for this job, you know, at this point in time, Howard Stern was, you know, like really making the headlines, you know, becoming like one of the most prominent radio people in the country. Uh, and here, Smash is going to be his sidekick. They're going to work together. He shows up for work this first day, and they fired the guy he's supposed to be the sidekick with. And so then he went on to be on kind MTV. Kind of like I'm your sidekick, huh? Right. Well, yeah, but I but nobody fired me yet. Anyway, it may happen any day. So they may they may be firing at Smash me is this like legend. He's worked with all these big high profile people and He is quite amazing. And he is the most honest, down to earth, caring guy soul. you ever want to meet in your life. Now what's yes. interesting about it is that and I'm gonna share this and, and I talked about this one time before and somebody got upset with me about this. He's Jewish but he's not Jewish anymore. He's turned Christian. That's why he does this show, People's Praise Party. And he's become a Christian and he, you know, you know, has opened his his life to Christianity. And and anyway, he does this show. He's been on with us, I don't know, two, three years now or something like that. Does a real nice job. He's on both of our stations, KSOQ and Westplex 1071, at seven o'clock on Sunday mornings. And like I said, if you are the kind of person that believes in positive vibrations, you know, if you're like one of the, what was the, what was the, the thing that Oprah got into the, the, the secret thing where you think things and you, you know, you radiate, you, manifest those, them. you radiate those positive vibes or if a religious person, I believe that I've lived my life that like says that. prayers, 
Think positive thoughts. Say positive prayers about Smash, okay? I'll leave it at that. Okay, 7.55. Do I have time to go into this? Sure. Do you like Meghan Markle? I do. Have you heard the latest things she's complaining about? No, what? Remember the show, I don't know if it's still on or not, Howie Mandel, Deal or No Deal? Remember the deal? I, I It's been a long time, but okay. yes, I remember and it. And they had the deal where they had all these attractive women who would have briefcases, and you could pick a briefcase. And they I would, remember that, And yes. they would open the briefcase. Do yes. you know that Meghan Markle was one of the briefcase girls? Did you know this? I didn't, but okay. what does that have to do with anything? She's now complaining about how a terrible job it was and how she was being objectified because she was a woman and she had a stupid little part in the show where she's standing in a dress and high heels and she's opening up a briefcase and she says that was objectifying women. I'm going like... Well, she was there doing it, so she needs to shut her mouth. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. I'm thinking to myself, like <laughs> somebody showed up at her house and goes, hey, Megan, I'm a producer for... Deal or no deal, I've got a gun. You're coming down to the studio with us. You're going to put on a dress and high heels, and you're going to open up a briefcase. And if you don't, I'm going to shoot you right now. Literally, she married Prince Charming. She's. You need to bite the, you know, put your big girl panties on and just enjoy the moment you're in. Let me see. Let me see if I'm finding a quote. The quote is pretty funny because she's saying. Holy moly. Yes, Meghan Markle is receiving criticism for her claims of being objectified during her time as a briefcase model in Deal or No Deal. In addition to the media backlash, formal models of the popular game show slammed the Duchess of Sussex for arguing they were treated like bimbos at work. That's the other thing. She said they were treated like bimbos. She said, she, and this is somebody else. This is another model. Her name is Patricia Cara. She said, everyone on the show knew their role, knew the image, auditioned, volunteered, and accepted the job. I do not share her experience at all. I never felt objectified. Uh, Marco reflected on her stint as a briefcase model on her, her, her podcast Archetypes with guest Paris Hilton. I ended up, she says, I ended up quitting the show. I was so much more than what they was being object- objectified on stage. I didn't like feeling forced to be all looks and little substance. She took well, the job. Well, then she took the job. <laughs> she put in for the job. Despite Markle speaking out. I mean, out, how much depth did she think she was going to, her character <laughs> right. was going to have? She's going to go, it's a game show. Right. She's going to read the serial numbers or something like that of the money. Oh, this one's serial number. This is GH50 Tours. Despite Markle speaking out about her deal or no deal experience, her former colleague Kara said she does not recall ever feeling that way during work. The, Dus- the Duchess of Sussex-, Sussex continued to reveal on her podcast that there had been different beauty stations to prepare for the game show, including a section where you can, quote, add padding to your bra. She says, there's, and the other woman says, this is the other woman who was on the show. She says, there's no truth to the padding station. In all the years I worked on the show, that never existed. So this is the other woman. Another former deal or no deal model sided with Karen expressed that she had not been, she did not feel treated like a bimbo at all. Matter of fact, she said, instead of ever feeling like a bimbo, I knew working alongside such wonderful people like Howie Mandel would only lead to bigger and better things for me. Donna Feldman told the post, uh, uh, the, anyway, Feldman continued to say that it wasn't, just her being, quote, looks that it landed her the job, but her positive nature, personality, and overall work ethic. She says, of course, there are certain aspects like having to stand in high heels for many hours, but that was part of the job I signed up for. However, it's important to note that everyone has their own experience, and I can only speak for mine. Earlier this week, the View co-host Whoopi Goldberg weighed in on Markle's deal or no deal. She says, what's TV, baby? But what did you think you were going to do? 
you, but you know that was the show was. <laughs> in other words, even even Whoopi Goldberg's you know bashing on her, saying it's like, "Hey, you signed up for it. You knew what you're getting yourself into. Nobody put her gun to your head and said, "Hey, you got to put on these five inch heels and stand in front of Howie Mandel for ten minutes." I'm going like, give me a break. You know, I mean, and you know what the problem with that is? Like I said yesterday, I heard this over the weekend. Pretty woman privilege. Pretty woman privilege. She walks. That's actually a true thing. She walks into us. People want to know why I dress up all the time. It's because if you dress up and you keep yourself nice, no matter how big or how small you are, people will treat you with respect and different. It's like going to court. The attorneys all wear suits. If you want to be a look like an attorney, you wear a suit, and then the judge thinks you're an attorney, and he treats you different. Okay, we have to go. Yeah, that's pretty much true, actually, Brad. <laughs> we have to go. Say goodbye, Shelly. 759. Shelley. Brad, it's been a slice of heaven as usual. Peace, I fly, and prayers to smash. I have to get out of here. I have to uh, get my briefcase ready for my show, uh, Deal or No Deal. Okay, 759. Peace. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.